Welcome to the Physiatry Podcast, where we talk about physical medicine, rehabilitation, pain management, traumatic brain injury, and sports medicine all in one. We focus on delivering the best, unbiased information to our audience. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramjandani. Remember, you can find me on Facebook at the Physiatry Podcast. You can find me on Patreon at patreon.com physiatry podcast. You can email me at info at painlessnx.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. My Twitter handle is at paindoc2012. This podcast is completely produced and recorded on my own. If you would like to be a sponsor, please go to my Patreon page at patreon.com physiatry podcast. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Welcome to podcast number 12. Today we're going to talk about being productive in the time of social distancing. But first, for our special segment, Medical Myths. So today's Medical Myth is that you can get the flu from being out in the cold. Since you've been listening to my podcast, you probably know that the flu is not just a bad cold, but a pretty serious viral condition that can make you pretty ill. In the time of COVID-19, we also realized that viruses can be quite bad, and even a normal cold virus, meaning the coronavirus, can mutate and become something devastatingly mortal. Every winter, my parents would tell me, bundle up because it's cold outside and you're going to catch a cold or catch the flu because it's cold outside. The winter or cold weather is definitely associated with cold and flu season, but you can't contract a cold or the flu without being exposed to the virus that has been given to you by a person. The virus is carried by nasal droplets, airborne droplets, similar to the COVID-19 virus. It is more fragile than the COVID-19 virus. This means the flu virus is more fragile than the COVID-19 virus and is less transmitted. What that means is that each person that gets the flu will transmit it to about 1.3 people, while the SARS-CoV-2 or the COVID-19 virus is transmitted to two and a half to three people per person. Now, even if we don't have an outbreak like COVID-19 next year, remember to take the same advice during the flu season as we've learned this year. Try to socially distance, avoid being close to people, and try not to go to large concert venues during flu outbreaks. The flu is not nearly as devastating as the novel coronavirus, as the death rate is 0.1%, meaning about 30,000 per year in the U.S., with the flu and is spread through the winter months more evenly than spreading like wildfire like this COVID-19 has. The flu is much more ubiquitous and one of the most successful viruses in living and existing throughout the world. While COVID-19 is quite devastating in a pandemic, it's too virulent for it to outlive us. What I mean is that we will prevail as a human race and eradicate the virus soon enough. But the flu is so mutative and variable that it will prevail over us and stay around forever. If you look at different viruses like SARS, MERS, COVID-19, and the flu, over the history of the human race, the flu has killed many more people than any of these combined. Point being, the more deadly the disease, the more we as a human race want to eradicate the disease and isolate the disease. Therefore, over the last 20 years, if you think about how many people have been killed by the flu, it's about 5 million. 
Now, SARS killed 774, MERS killed 866, and COVID-19, as of today, I'm recording this Saturday night, it's about 31,000. And the COVID-19 deaths versus flu deaths in the world just this year are not even comparable. COVID-19 has killed 31,000, as I just said. The flu has killed over 200,000. Now, the main reason why there's a big difference and why everybody's scared about COVID-19 is when you get the flu, it is spread over six months. So people get it, you know, in January or February or March, but everybody doesn't reach the ER all at once. So it's very important to keep this into consideration as far as why people are scared of COVID-19. Remember that you can always check the flu view section on the CDC website to see where the flu is spreading, therefore not to expose yourself to the flu or get sick during flu season. Okay, so that was a little bit of a rant during my medical myth section, but let's get back to the main topic today. In this world of bleak news, I'm going to start with an optimistic quote by the Dalai Lama. Optimism doesn't mean that you're blind to the reality of the situation. It means you remain motivated to seek a solution to whatever problems that arise. Therefore, with social distancing and the problems that arise with it, let's talk about the things that you can do to stay productive and to stay sane while being at home. Not all people don't like social distancing. Introverts really love it because they like staying at home. Ambiverts, this might be a little bit more worrisome. They don't like to venture too far out of the house, but they do like to venture a lot. And for extroverts, this is like the end of the world. So let's talk about this for a lot of extroverts and ambiverts here. Let's talk about being productive. If you have some old photos, put them into albums, print some for your house, turn them into postcards, Maybe send them to old friends. If you have a bunch of music on your phone or on your computer, why don't you create some playlists? If you don't have the music stored on your phone, you can do that on your app as well. Spotify and some other apps do have this ability. Spring clean. Go throughout your house and clean your house and actually go throw things away. Clutter actually causes us to lose focus and have less cognitive function. So if you have clutter in your house, go clean it out. Remember to have simple goals. Do one room at a time. Maybe do your closet first, then your garage, then your pantry, then your drawers. Because if you go all of it at once, it's probably not going to happen. Just do it once at a time and one thing at a time. You can also do that on your computer. Go through your desktop and organize it. Get rid of old programs and apps. Maybe you can do that on your phone as well. And if you have some valuable stuff, you can sell it on eBay or something like that. And that could help. Now, if you have some goals that you want to achieve in the long term, write down some goals. You can write them on your phone or on your computer or guess what? You can actually go on a website and find what's called a goal wheel and you can put numbers together what type of goals that you want to have. Grab a pen and paper. Writing on a piece of paper and writing your emotions down is really important and guess what? This also can help you find a Uh, employment. This can also help you with a lot of different things. Write things what you're grateful for. Write things what you accomplished that day. Any major events that stood out to you and what you want to accomplish tomorrow. These can really help you out long term and can get you really cognitively aware of what you're doing now and how life is. Go to LinkedIn and spruce up your digital profile. 
Why not do that? You can get a better job maybe that way. You can video call three old friends. You know your old roommate from college? How many times have you spoke to them in the last month? Why don't you give them a call? Maybe video call them, look at them, see how they're doing. How about your favorite cousin? How many times have you seen your cousin in the last month? Now, I'm not saying to go see them, just video call them. Help a stranger. You know you can volunteer online and not actually go to a place to volunteer? You can volunteer with the United Nations. You can volunteer by recording an audiobook. Or you can even transcribe historical documents for the Smithsonian. How about if you want to learn something? You know, we always talk about learning a new language. Of course you can do that. That's great. How do you do that? You can go to different websites and they have language learning things. There's different apps including Rosetta Stone that can help you with languages. Now, they don't sponsor me. I just want to let you know that. You can also watch a documentary on something you know nothing about. Watch something about, oh, uh, Supersize Me. I don't know anything about that one, right? Uh, Finish that book or start a new one. If you really want to have some fun, read a nice book. The books can be fantastic. Take a free course. There are multiple different courses, including in LinkedIn, LinkedIn Learning. EdX has free Harvard talk shows and talk things that you can learn about things. Learn how to be conversational in a new language, as I spoke about. There are lots of different apps for that. Use your body. Go outside. Do exercise. Remember, not to get within six feet of someone else, but you can still exercise by not doing that. You can run outside. You can actually watch videos online of yoga, Zumba, all sorts of different things. You can take an online course for yoga, meditation, or try a new body weight routine without actually having any weights. You can do a sketchboarding of a favorite TED Talk or just watch TED Talks. TED Talks can be pretty fascinating. Create a vision board. A vision board is a board that is sort of a dream of images, pictures, words, and affirmations. These can really help you out long term. I sort of did this when I was in sixth grade and took a piece of paper that was actually sticky. It said, your name is, and I put on that paper, Avinash, MD, and I stuck it on my bathroom wall or on my bathroom mirror. And every morning I'd wake up and look at it and knew what my goal was in life. I wanted to become a doctor. Well, guess what? I am a doctor. I guess it worked. Did you know that you can take a virtual tour of many museums without actually going there? Sometimes that's probably cheaper because the museums aren't great. So you want to go take a tour before you actually see the museum. Maybe you'll love it and go to the museum later. There's also virtual roller coasters. You can actually do Disney World roller coasters. There's a bunch of different things that you can do. You can also draw. Order some paints and some canvas and just start drawing. Maybe fun. Also, you can do that on the computer. There's lots of apps for drawing. You can also do other things like buy a new outfit on websites online. You can also dye your hair. You can also get creative with food. You can make different types of recipes and stuff that you find online. You know, there are so many things that we can do right here at home without wasting our times and wasting our energies. And I think that is really important to realize how many things we can do and how many things that we don't do while we're at home and we procrastinate and do other things. Another thing you can do is create your own podcast. This is something that I came up with during 
You can also do other things like create your own podcast. I decided to do this while I was at home for a couple weeks where I wasn't traveling. And it was very interesting to realize that I could do this and do it pretty easily and reasonably and have fun with it. And that's the key thing when you are at home and you have to be social distancing, have fun. The most important thing is not to get caught up with all the terrible news there is about COVID-19 because it is really not the end of the world. Just keep social distancing. Do your job so that our hospitals don't fill up, the ERs don't fill up, the ICUs don't fill up, and physicians and nurses are not exposed to this disease which can cause it to spread like wildfire throughout the world because we don't have any immunity against it. Also remember to thank the people that are still working during this coronavirus outbreak. I'm not just talking about your physicians and nurses and and the people at the hospital. They are really, really wonderful. And I do a little bit, but the people that really work in the hospital, I really thank my hospitalists, my emergency medicine physicians, the ICU physicians, the nurses in each of the hospital units, the cleaning people in the hospital units, the security guards in the hospitals. These people are so important to us and they do such a good job by just being there and managing this crisis without us having to deal with it on an everyday basis. I mostly deal with outpatient Patients, So I don't really go to the hospital that much and I'm trying not to so I don't get sick and don't expose more people and don't put these people through more work. So I just want to say thank you from my own perspective to all these people that are working in the hospital right now. I also want to say thank you to the people that are in the grocery stores that are working right now, the people that are delivering food right now, the people that are making food right now. And thank you to the companies that are keeping these people employed because right now we have had so much unemployment here in the United States. It is incredible. So thank you again to all these people. And thank you for listening to my podcast. This is the Physiatry Podcast number 12. I hope to see you all next week. Hopefully we'll have a different topic other than the coronavirus, which I tried to do a little bit of that this week, but next week hopefully it'll be something a little bit different. And hopefully I'll have a guest on the podcast. I have several lined up and I don't know who's going to be on next week because the times are a little bit tenuous, but I have several very interesting personalities and different people that are going to be on this podcast soon. Thank you again. We'll see you next week. This is your host, Dr. Ravina Shramshandani, signing off. Thank you.